this is Sydney and Sierra and this is the Living Within Stigma podcast. Our mission is to cultivate a vulnerable conversation surrounding mental health for people of color. We vow to you and ourselves to be present and authentic. Together, we will create a space of hope. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Living Within Stigma. Yes, and welcome back to another episode. You guys know that this season, season three, we're talking about healing. Um, And so far, we've touched on a lot of different gems in our other episodes, talking about self-forgiveness, talking about therapy. And so today, we're going to be talking about grief and how you heal through grief. And we have a very special guest that I'm going to allow Sydney to introduce. Yes, so today we have Gabrielle, one of my dearest, closest friends I've known since middle school. Um, Gab, do you want to share who you are, a little bit about you? Yeah, of course. First, I just want to say thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. Sydney, I almost almost teared up a little bit, you know, good friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My name is Gabby. I'm a sophomore at Morgan State University. I am studying elementary education, and yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Yes, that's so exciting, and I'm elementary ed too. Sydney didn't tell me that. I did not know that, but that's really cool. I love that. Yes. (laughs) So yes, we're very excited to have you. Um, So just enlighten us a little bit about your journey, your healing journey through grief. Um, And so just to start off the episode, We're going to just introduce for our listeners what grief is. Everybody knows that I, you know, I give the textbook definitions um, at the beginning of our episodes. So we're back. Um, So what is grief? Grief is mental or emotional suffering or distress caused by loss or regret. It's especially used to refer to the feeling of sorrow and loss from the death of a loved one. So that's our general textbook definition of grief. Yeah, thank you for the textbook definitions here. We appreciate you and your, your textbook definitions. Um, I want to ask Gabrielle, since you're the guest, um, what is your experience with grief and what are your thoughts of that just te- textbook definition that Sierra read? Yeah, definitely. I can definitely attest to that, um, that definition. My personal experience with grief, most, I would say most monumental because you know I've had a like a pet fish die and like maybe a frog but never someone like really really close to me I've never been to a funeral like none of that any of that so in December of 2019 I lost a a really close friend to me um like friend for like four to five years and boyfriend and it was really It was really shocking. Um, He passed away um, from cancer and it was really, 
I think it really changed who I am. Like, I don't think I'm the same person I was um, six months ago, a year ago. And I learned so much about myself. And also, I don't, I think the, the Western world, Western society, it doesn't really teach us a lot about grieving and a lot about death. So it seems like this really finite thing, like the person's gone, that's it, like we're gonna cry forever about it. And I feel like other cultures, you know, they have a grieving period, but they kind of, you know, like pick themselves back, pick themselves back up. So no one ever talked to me about death or grieving. So I'm like overwhelmed by these emotions. And you know, emotions are really strong things, especially grief. So I went through like periods of really, really deep depression and sadness. And I also think the the Black community as a whole like absorbs a lot of grief. Sometimes it's not even our own, like through social media and the news. I feel like Black people are grieving every single day and there's never really a conversation about how to heal from it and proper coping mechanisms because personally I didn't know I didn't know how to deal with it and I know a lot of people who don't and we use things coping mechanisms we shouldn't necessarily use like drinking and and smoking and you know it can help momentarily but what happens when it wears off and how do we deal with these emotions you know Yes, thank you so much for sharing all that. Very yes. beautifully said and so, so sorry for your loss. Um, but I am happy to hear that you are processing and trying to learn how to, you know, move through it and work through it and grow through it. Um, and in you talking, I heard you talking about like different emotions and like kind of like different experiences that you've had in this you know, just under the big umbrella of grief. Um, and so that perfectly segues into what we want to talk about next, um, about the seven stages of grief. And so I wanted to read these stages off so the listeners can know. Um, and then Gabby, I want to know like your experience with the stages, um, if they were in that order for you, um, if you skipped any stages, what stage you think you're in now, um, just any thoughts you have after I read the seven stages. So here we go. The first one is shock and denial. This is a state of disbelief and numb feelings. Then you have pain and guilt is the next stage. Then anger and bargaining. The fourth stage is depression. The fifth stage is the upward turn. The sixth stage is reconstruction and working through. And then the last and final stage is acceptance and hope. So um, like I said, Gabby, if you can just like share if any of those stages um, are familiar to you and your healing journey or um, just any thoughts you have about them. Yeah, so I definitely think I've experienced all of those stages, maybe not specifically in that order. And I think for me personally, some stages may have lasted longer and some were shorter. And some stages happen repeatedly. Some stages happen more than once. Like, you know, I would be kind of like on the upward turn and then the next day it's like, 
like I'm starting at square square one again. And so for me, the stages didn't happen successively, but um, yeah. <laughs> thank you for, I didn't get a chance to say, thank you for sharing when you first shared Gabrielle, Gabby. I don't know if you go by Gabrielle anymore, but Gabby. Um, I just love the way you summed up, especially Gabby. with Gabby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna call you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I love the way you brought in the aspect of the African American community and that how that grief kind of plays into just our people as a whole. Because personally, I've never experienced grief before, and it just made so much sense when you brought it to that perspective of we're almost always grieving. We see the losses of our people on a TV screen so often that it's like we are always grieving. And there isn't really, we haven't really been taught how to agree with, how to deal with it. So I, again, appreciate you for sharing. I know that's not always easy talking about things like this. So I appreciate you for sharing and also bringing in that aspect. Um, I also am curious to know what the seven stages because you know they always say seven stages of grief and with breakups and things like that, everyone goes through it differently. It's not always sequential, like you said, sometimes you go back. What was your least favorite stage of the seven? Oh, my least favorite stage. Mm, all of them. <laughs> that makes sense. That, that's a fair answer. <laughs> I think, no, but really, probably uh, pain and guilt. Um, it's really, it's really interesting. Grieving is really interesting. Like I said, I literally learned so much about myself um, <clears throat> through the whole process. And I think there were moments after his passing, like probably I would say like six or seven months afterward. And I would feel guilty, like if I would like see a guy and think he was attractive, I'm like, oh my God, should I be thinking this way? <laughs> and I even had to talk to my therapist about it. Like, like, is this okay? And I even felt like I never wanted to post another guy on my social media. I never wanted to do anything like that because of the people that followed him and the people that know me, they know both of us. And I never I never wanted them to think like, oh, that was quick, like she moved on fast. But through therapy, and I always talk about therapy because it was so, it was so helpful for me. Yes. I, I learned that not only do I have to, I don't want to say move on, but live my life. Um, and people say all the time that, you know, um, the person wouldn't have wanted you to live like this. You know, they would have wanted better for you. But honestly, I had to learn for myself, like, when I was in the lowest of lowest times, I'm like, this is not who I am. This is not the life I want to live. I don't want to be drunk every day. I don't want to be high every day to cope with these feelings these feelings so yeah I think you gave excellent perspective on that situation for anyone else who may have experienced that I don't know I feel like that is such it makes so much sense as you were saying it it just makes so much sense that from the outside looking in or the inside looking out just the perspectives are so different 
and how you have to cope through that. And I love that you talk about therapy. We always advocate for therapy, of course, on this um, platform. But yes, I think therapy is so healing and powerful and allows you to learn so much more about yourself than you ever would have thought about. And I'm learning so much because as I said, I've never experienced grief. So this is, I'm really excited to keep learning through this episode um, and hear what you have to say. Yeah, likewise. And um, I, I just love how you explained and expressed that. Um, I feel like guilt when it comes to grief, like, I just feel like, mo like I only, almost want to say all people feel a level of guilt, um, whether, you know, initially when that person passes on or like how you're saying, how you had to kind of work through that and just like change the way that you um, thought about that and stuff like that. I just feel like it's, it's heavy and it's hard because we always feel like we could, you know, do more or do something better, do something differently. Um, and so just a lot of that criticalness, it jumps out um, a lot when we're grieving. And so that is very hard. And I can also um, relate to that feeling. Um, so I guess now we can kind of segue just a little bit, um, talking about grieving lost relationships. Um, and so in your case, Gabby, you definitely, you lost a very special person to you. Um, and also in another way, you kind of are also grieving just the lost relationship itself. Um, and so a lot of people, some of our listeners may be also going through something similar to that, um, where maybe the person is still here or maybe they aren't, but regardless, just that lost friendship or the lost family member or the lost romantic partner, whether they're still, you know, walking the earth or not, sometimes that grief can still take form even without death. Um, and so I just wanna read this really quickly. Um, it says, grief is not ex exclusively about the physical death of a person. Grief doesn't fit in a box either. Some forms of grief take years to work through. Other types have take a few solid months. Some take a single moment of deep acknowledgement. Um, so I think that just, we wanted to add this part in here just to show like how vast grief is and how personal it is. Like we're talking about healing, which is extremely personal which is like very, it's like, it's you, you and you only, it's your journey. It can't be duplicated or replicated. Um, and so, and very similarly, that's how grief is as well. It's very vast and it really is kind of like just your own personal experience, which is why we wanted to get your take on the seven stages as well. Um, and so I'll let Sydney take it over from here. Um, I think as Sierra said, grief doesn't fit in a box and there's just so many different types of grieving because as Sierra mentioned, sometimes the person may not have passed. They may still be here. And I think it's important to recognize that grieving can take, like you said, different forms and be present in different ways. And so I just wanted to ask you, Gabrielle, have you experienced grief without death? Have you ever grieved like, aside from the situation, what, what did you notice similarities and differences between those grieving if you have? Yeah. So I think I've grieved, um, I would say like the pre-college Gabby, like pre-college Gabby was very, you know, seven, you're 17, 18 years old, you know, very carefree living life, you know, not really adulting yet, um, still doing the things that I love to do, like anything, you know, very spontaneous, but college Gabby, um, or I could say last semester, 
um, because I feel like we're always evolving, we're always growing. Um, it was very, I wasn't, I noticed I wasn't the Gabby I used to be, and I was always doing things that I have to do. Like, I, to me, I have to do my work. I have to, because I paid for college, <laughs> you know? There are things that I have to do, but I was never doing anything that I love to do, that I wanted to do. So this year, 2021, I made it a point to tell myself every single day, I have to do something that I love to do. Because if you think about it, we're in class and it's virtual, so it's kind of, it's even worse now. We're on, we're in class all day, then after class, we are doing homework and that's literally my whole day, that's it. I take a shower and I go to sleep and repeat the same thing over and over. And I noticed I wasn't happy, like I wasn't, like I said, the person I used to be. So doing something that I love every single day, it changes my day, it makes me happier. Because without it, I'm, I'm pissed because the whole day I'm doing things I have to do, like just schoolwork all day, so. Yes, I totally relate to that, Gabrielle. And I think it's so important that we do make time for ourselves to do something that we love. I feel like our generation has glorified hustling and glorified having a busy, productive day. And while that's all good, I feel like we really have forgotten how to take care of ourselves and just do something small that we love every day. And it's so important because it changes, like, like you said, the whole day of how you felt about the day. You can complete... 10 assignments, whatever you do. And at the end of the day, you feel drained, you feel incomplete, you don't feel like you've had a productive day because you haven't done anything for yourself in essence. So I love that you mentioned that. I also have been kind of on that journey of trying to make sure I spend time doing something at least that's a priority for me. Out of all of the things that I have to do, a priority for me is doing something that I love. If it's watching a television show, if it's whatever it is, kind of incorporating that time. So I love that you, um, you talked about that. I think it's so important. Yes. And like, also, I really feel like that is like a huge part of feeling like slowly getting back to like peeling back the layers of who you really are. And the only way you do, you can do that is by like taking pleasure in the things that you like doing, things that you love. Um, and so I feel like that's such a great challenge. I feel like everyone should take on that challenge um and just do something every day that you love um and so now talking about again well we've been talking about healing but talking about healing um we wanted to ask you gabby like for you personally like how i pointed out i just feel like healing is so personal like i don't think i'm ever going to provide a textbook definition for healing because i just feel like there shouldn't be one um i feel like it's just so personal to every person and so we wanted to like ask you first and foremost like what does healing mean and look like for you or to you healing looks like man it looks it looks different from ever for everyone like you said but it hurts it healing is it's not pretty at all there are there are great days and there are horrible days and I think in order to heal, in order to grieve, 
you have to feel those emotions. Like you have to cry, you have to scream. And then you, you have to let the pain run its course. You know what I mean? And you have to go through it in order to feel any better. Like it, it's gonna hurt, but at the end it hurts less. So. Yes, I feel like we have to, in other essence, honor your grief. Like you have to feel your feelings. I always stress that feeling your feelings. Um, I think it's, I feel like we always just try to skip, skip past it, avoid it. Me and Sierra spoke in a previous episode saying avoiding is not the same as healing. Like you can't just pretend it doesn't exist and then just be like, oh, I'm healed or I'm, I'm feeling better. That's not how, how it works. You have to feel, you have to feel the pain. It has to hurt. Um, and kind of honoring that hurt so that you can become almost a better person out of it. So I also want to read um, a little excerpt from Brene Brown. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Brene Brown, Gabby, um, but we, me and Sierra, absolutely love her work. She talks about a lot of emotions, especially guilt, shame, um, grief, and we just love her work. So I'm going to share a little excerpt of her work for you guys to listen to, and Gabby, get your feedback. Um, so I'm going to start by, it says, Brene says that to have courage is to tell the story of who you are with your whole heart. When grief is part of your story, it needs to be held to, to be healed. We cannot heal what has not been processed. It takes time to move through the pain of loss and grief. We do not do ourselves any favors when we rush or simply try to skip over the process of grieving. When it is scary, we must follow our hearts and honor our grief. Allow our hearts to heal the way, we, way they truly want to. Grief teaches us the power of our love and our resilience. When we practice courage, we lean into showing the world our whole self, wounds and all. And I just love that because so much in that just resonates with me and the healing process that I've been through. And just kind of, it's a part of you. So you have to kind of take the time to kind of break it down and go through it, honor it and almost share it, but share it with people who who deserve to hear it almost and deserve to share it with people that you trust. And I mean, sometimes, I mean, me and Sierra, we're sharing it publicly with the world because that's what we feel that we have, I want to say called to do, but that we want to do for our journey. That's not everyone's journey to share it with the world on a podcast, but I think it's so important to honor it and to tell your story and to heal through it. So what has grief taught you, Gabby? And what did you think about the excerpt from Brene? Yeah, so there was a part that you read that said um, something along the lines of we don't do ourselves any favors when we rush through the process. And I know so many people, and myself included, that, you know, you try to su suppress the pain because, like I said, no one has ever taught us how to grieve and, you know, healthy coping mechanisms so you you do things like you smoke and you drink and other things but what happens when the high wears off what happens when you're sobered up because the pain is still there so when are you going to sit through it and when are you going to feel it and be able to move through it so i think that grief has taught me Honestly, I'm not going to cuss on here, but I'm really that chick. Like, <laughs> I never, the fact that I'm even sitting here and talking about this and not crying 
amazing because yes. I <laughs> I cry for everything. Literally, like five months ago, if I was to do this, like you wouldn't even be able to hear the words I'm saying because I would be crying that much. Like yeah, I am way stronger than I ever thought I was. And I never really understood when people said like, um, you know, you're, you don't really grow until you've been through something. And, you know, of course, like I said, we grow every single day. We're changing, evolving, but I'm definitely not the same person. And I, continue to amaze myself every day like wow yeah that that's so real and I love that and I'm glad that you're able to like see that for yourself that you are processing and growing and it really is like how you were saying like every day is different um you can only take one day at a time um but I just really really learned so much from hearing you share all of your insight and your experience. Um, and it's powerful. And I know a lot of people will also have that similar insight and encouragement to not skip stages and to actually, you know, process and honor their grief as well. Because what's so scary and like sad is like how you were saying, like, we're never taught, you know, how to grieve. And so many people have like, are like years removed and still have not even started stage two, you know, or stage one. Um, and the thing about it, how, how Sydney was saying with avoidance is it really never goes away. It just stores in your body, put it to the side, you know, and it makes it so much harder on us. And eventually you will have to go through it, whether the, the hard way or the harder way. So I think it's good that you are just taking the hard way and processing it um, now instead of like using negative coping mechanisms. Like you said, like they, they'll work for the moment, but once they wear off, you're just, you're still back where you started. Um, and so thank you so much for sharing that. And I know that whoever is listening will um, be encouraged and feel hopeful about also getting to a better place day by day. So yeah I'm so proud of you Gabrielle like I don't I don't think you understand how proud of you I am because I know we've had like conversations previous like in the past year and the last time we saw each other in person which was so long ago I can't even makes me so sad but I'm just so proud of how far you've come and even that you're willing to be on this podcast and share your story and talk about it like you said get through without crying like and then there's nothing wrong with crying but I just want you to know that I'm so proud of you and I love how far you've gotten and thank you so much for coming on this podcast and sharing. Um, it's been amazing having you. You've spoken so beautifully. So thank you again. Um, mm, thank you. I wasn't good. I didn't cry this whole time, but now you're about to make me. <laughs> no, don't cry. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with crying, but I definitely think that it's so amazing that you are able to like even see for yourself, like, it's getting a little easier. It's getting a little better day by day. So that's beautiful. Yes. I feel like me and Gabby have known each other since we were like, what, 11, something like that. <laughs> and it's just crazy how different we're the same people, but how much we can, I've seen you grow. I feel like you've probably yeah. seen me grow. It's just a, like a beautiful journey that we've kind of done together, but also separately. Right. Yeah. I love that. And the fact that you guys are still friends, you know, they say, 
I can't think of the amount of years, but it's like after you've been friends for like five years, you're pretty much going to be friends forever. So you guys made it over the, <laughs> the hub. I don't know if it's five years, but I was reading it the other day. It's like after a certain amount of years, you're just kind of stuck with each other. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, Gabby stuck with me. <laughs> but yeah, this is a great conversation. Thank you again, um, Gabby, for sharing and helping others really like you may not realize it now but i know so many people are gonna be blessed and feel hope as they're listening to this so yes, for you. sure thank yeah. you guys so much for having me and the people that are listening you know there are some losses that we never stop grieving but the way that the grieving looks is different it doesn't always hurt as much yeah thank you well, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating or review and yeah. to follow us on our social media at Living Within Stigma um, and join our space of hope. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Bye. everybody. Thank you guys so much.